Thank you so much for joining us over these past two years. We appreciate you. And in honor of our two-year podcast anniversary, we wanted to celebrate by offering you, our podcast listener, a special 20% off coupon for our brand new one-month meal plan. Click the link in the show notes and use the coupon code MEALPLAN20. Guys, this meal plan is whole food, plant-based friendly, gluten-free friendly, and it's chock full of helpful additions like calendars, pantry lists, our favorite tips and tricks for meal prepping, and so much more. Be sure to take advantage of this coupon code soon because it expires Monday, May 22nd at midnight. Enjoy! Welcome to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kitchens. I'm a plant-based registered dietitian and virtual nutrition mentor. I was raised on an Angus cattle farm, grew up with a lot of GI issues, and used the power of plant-based eating to promote healing. Here, you'll find inspiration, ideas, and encouragement for your own plant-based journey. I'm so thrilled you're here today. Let's get started. Welcome to the show. My name is Ashley. And I'm Katie. And we have a very special episode for you today because you get both of us. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) We are thrilled to be here with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. Today, we're going to cover common questions that we are asked on a plant-based diet. So common questions when it comes to plant-based eating and then common listener questions as well that we've gotten just over the past couple months that we wanted to share and answer with you. But we also have some other exciting news that we want to talk about. Katie, do you want to give a little sneak peek on what's coming up? I know. I am just feeling so excited about what's coming down the pipeline. And uh, I think today's a good day to talk about it because it's our two-year podcast <gasps> anniversary. Yay! Yay! Isn't it wild? If if you've been here from the beginning, thank you so much. If you're just tuning in, thank you so much. Like we cannot tell you enough how much we appreciate and value you listening to our episode. So you mean the world to us. Yes. So it's been a, it's been a great, uh, very rewarding experience. So like, I just feel super jazzed lately because we've had so much engagement, um, especially we're coming off Mitch Gill's episode. I know Mitch is listening. So he said I had a goofy laugh, so I just wanted to give him a shout-out because he gave me my first shout-out, so I felt very special. Uh, but uh, everybody's just been raving about that episode, so yeah. we have so many good guests coming, too. So, like, podcast is exciting, and then what we're working on is exciting. So we have a couple things in the pipeline. Those of you who have been around, we have dabbled in some digital content, and so we wanted to really, really concentrate on those of you who are just starting your transition and helping you do that as efficiently as possible. So we have a new course coming out, Plant-Based in 30 Days. Yay! We have been putting so much work into this course over the past few months. This one is specifically geared towards people who are just starting their plant-based journey. And that's why we called it Plant-Based in 30 Days. If you're looking to go plant-based, we basically gave you a step-by-step guide on how to do it in 30 days. Now, of course, you do not have to follow that timeline specifically. We give you a lot of flexibility there, but we are just working to help you make this journey as easy as possible. We want it to be easy. We want it to be joyful and we want it to be freeing and liberating because we want you to really enjoy your plant-based journey and to not have to feel 
overwhelmed or stressed out about well, what supplements do I need to take? How should I communicate with my doctor? What do I do when I go out to eat or over to a friend's house? So we answered all of those questions for you in this course. And actually, one of the bonus modules is kind of what we're using today for our episode in talking about common questions that we are asked from people when we go plant-based because Katie and I often talk plant-based eating. It's really not that challenging, but other people make it challenging. And so we just want to make that, uh, we wanted to give you a special episode talking about how to answer common questions because that can be a little daunting sometimes. Yeah. I think that's one of the most common questions that we get is like, you know, if I live in a vacuum, I'm good. But as soon as I make contact with the outside world, uh, conflict arises. It's amazing how that happens. <laughs> yep. Yep. It really is. Yes. Uh, yeah. But we're super excited about this course. So yeah, Ashley mentioned we have bonus modules. We have the standard course. You can throw them together. There's some <laughs> other exciting things. So uh, we got something, a little bit of something for everybody, every budget. Uh, so I'm super pumped. Yeah. Yep. And we also have a one month meal plan that you'll be able to add on to that course if you purchase it for a discounted price. But we also have today, y'all are actually the first to know if you're listening to this on Monday, we have our one month meal plan now available. So we're announcing it to you first. And then eventually later this week, our newsletter will find out, Instagram will find out, all those people. But we figured you, know, you are our valued listener, so we would let you know first. But that link is in the show notes if you want to check it out and kind of just see if it would be a good fit for you. It's basically a, not basically, it is a meal prepping meal plan. So you know Katie and I are both into really just setting ourselves up for success for the week. It makes our lives so much easier. So we're all about planning ahead. We're all about prepping, whether it's you know, one recipe for the week or one recipe multiple different ways throughout the week. And so that's what this meal plan is all about. It's 30 days. You don't have to do anything. And though there are recipes for each week that you can create for your week, multiple different ways. So there's a lot of ways to add variety to your diet. It's whole food, plant-based friendly. It's gluten-free friendly. And there are, there's like calendars for each week. There's a, a grocery list. There's like a weekend's hack page. There's a snack list, like all these things. It's like over 30 some pages. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. So you have, there's a lot in there for you to kind of just help kick off really the next month. If you don't want to think about your meals for the next month, <laughs> you know, we have to go big. We can't just, uh, you know, throw something together. We have to, we have to go. So uh, big, 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 uh, lots of fancy schmancy stuff. And actually, is it okay if I shout out my favorite recipe? You know which one it is? Yes. <laughs> yep. So those of you who have been listening, you know that I was a client with Ashley before uh, I joined the team. And uh, she helped me with a, a meal plan similar to this. And uh, we have one of those staple recipes because I could not have this meal plan without it. <laughs> Uh, so breakfast, chia pudding, peanut butter and jelly. Every t every morning I have it, I think of Ashley, I think of my journey, and I'm just like, I still love it to this day, like four years later. Uh, so there are so many recipes like that. So many good ones. Yep, that's definitely one of my favorites, that breakfast recipe. And then there's a muesli recipe that is so easy. You can throw everything together in less than 10 minutes, and then you're good to go. It serves five plus serve. It, it just, 
it's easy. It's amazing. It's there's so many different ways that you can do it. So just like the chia seed pudding, you can make it PB and J, which is also my favorite style too. But then we, we threw in some other ideas on how to make it as well. So lots of good stuff. I'm just so excited for it. So yeah, we could go on and on about it, but you guys will just have to wait and see because it's so good. Yes. Yep. Well, so we're just coming off Mother's Day. Katie, how was your journey? Because I know that you took a little trip. Yeah. So my family uh, hails from the eastern part of North Carolina. So I got to see all my family, my grandma, um, you know, obviously my mom and my sisters are amazing moms, too. So I got to see them. Uh, so it was a, it was a family affair. Yes. <laughs> How about you? You didn't get to see Becky. She lives far away, huh? <laughs> she does. She lives about 10 hours away. So I called her. I talked to her. I sent her flowers, all that, and Aww. wished her a happy Mother's Day. She was hanging out with her mom, which was really Aww, nice. Her, they actually live down the road from each other. So, yeah, that was really special, I know, for her. Shout out to Becky. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Katie, do you want to go ahead and jump into some of these questions? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> let's start first on really setting the tone for questions and what helps. So especially if you're new to plant-based eating, and we talk about this in the course, is it's really helpful to do your own research, especially when you are newer to plant-based eating. And we give you those tools and like the go-to resources to find evidence-based nutrition information, because as you know, there is a lot of information online and it can be overwhelming, daunting to sift through all of it and knowing what to believe and what not. So doing your own research and having that knowledge is helpful because people are going to ask you questions and we'll talk about how to recognize what kind of questions they're asking and if you quote should respond, but really you learn as you go. So as you're going throughout your plant-based journey, there is something to be said about learning and experiencing transitioning to plant-based, eating plant-based, and that also helps you respond to questions. And then there are some common questions out there, which we're going to cover today. And it's always kind of helpful to know, okay, how, how do I want to respond to this? And maybe kind of just set, seeing a pattern of questions that you get asked and just trying to understand, okay, well, how do I want to respond to this? Because of course, there are many ways to respond to these common questions. But there are some things that I want you to keep in mind when questions are coming at you. And there's so there's three things in particular. One thing that I want you to think about is, is this the right time or place to get into a discussion? Are you in the right frame of mind to get into this discussion? That's the second one. So is it the right time or place? And am I or are you in a good frame of mind to discuss this topic or to discuss this question? Are you stressed out? Are you overwhelmed? Do you not know how to answer? Maybe you need to pass? Or is it something that you do want to get into? So keep those two things in mind. And then the third thing I want you to keep in mind, and we talk about this pretty often, is when a person is asking you questions, ask yourself, are they coming from a place of genuine curiosity? Do they really want to know, you know, where do you get your protein or why you're plant-based? Or are they coming from a place of judgment where maybe this discussion could take a turn where it's not great for both parties involved? So keep those in mind as well. And the main thing to remember too is don't take it personally. You know, people, you can't control other people's emotions. You can't control their reactions. So really it's just up to you to do the best that you can when you are faced with questions. And trust me when I say I have messed up answers to questions all <laughs> of the time. That's just kind of the process. Uh, you know, someone asks you a question and you're like, I don't know. Like, or you never heard the question before. You're like, I, I don't know how to answer that. So sometimes it might just take like, hey, let me actually look into that and I'll get back to you. But we'll talk more about that in a little bit. 
I'm going to steal something from one of my favorite podcasters, um, Dr. Emily Morse. Uh, she has a great lifestyle podcast and she has a really easy way to think of it. Uh, and this works for like your personal relationships, professional relationships, the three T's, turf, timing, and tone. So you want, you know, if someone's got an attitude, that's not the right time to, or if you have an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens. Sometimes I have that. Uh, so that's not the right time to do it. Uh, you know, timing, make sure everybody's in a good mood, make sure no one's tired, no one's grumpy. Um, and then turf. So make sure you're on, you know, neutral turf. You're not, you know, in the middle of working or you're not, uh, you know, at your best friend's house. You're at a neutral place where everybody feels safe. So I think those are good. Um, I have used those so many times when it comes to kind of having sit down conversations. So I love that as kind of some tips. Yep. I love that too. I think that's a great way to to keep that in mind with the three T's. Yeah. So let's talk about the most common question, which is, da -da -da -da, where do you get your protein? <laughs> so of course, there are multiple, multiple ways to answer this. And it's best to find out, okay, well, what's the best way that I can answer this? And we'll give you some options. So one, you could say something kind of sarcastically of, well, I get my protein where your protein gets their protein from plants. <laughs> you could say something that's maybe more educational. If someone truly wants to know or is genuinely curious, you could say, well, despite what you may have heard, protein isn't a concern for plant eaters. And you don't have to have meat or meat in your diet to get an adequate amount of protein. And then for some people, it might be helpful for you to show them a picture of your food or for you to answer just very simply, well, I get my protein from legumes, nuts, seeds, whole grains, fruits and vegetables. All plants have protein, that type of thing. So there are a lot of ways to answer that question. It's kind of just up to you to figure out where the person is coming from and how you want to best respond and kind of what fits your personality. I love that idea of showing them the pictures. I like that that kind of uh, takes the the pressure off of the words. <laughs> yeah, that was actually one of the main reasons I started my Instagram was I was I was getting so many questions of like, well, what do you even eat? And it's like, oh, here, let me show you. You know, I'll just take mm -hmm. some pictures of my food, throw them on Instagram, and it's kind of an easy way to show that hey, I'm actually getting variety, a lot of color, and it looks delicious. <laughs> yeah, that's how we get them. That's how we hook yep. them, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing, speaking of showing them pictures, is. Another common question is, is it hard to be vegan or plant-based or even, well, what do you even eat as a plant-based eater? So th again, there's multiple ways to answer this question. One of the common ways I respond to this is, well, you know what? It's actually much easier than you'd think. I thought it was going to be really challenging too, but I find that I eat much more variety eating plant-based. I'm shopping in different parts of the grocery store and I'm enjoying just foods that maybe I didn't enjoy growing up. So you can kind of just say, hey, you know what? It is. It's much easier than you would think. It's not as challenging. Um, and then also you could show them pictures as well. Yeah, I love I love that. I love, you know, being positive and, you know, certainly, you know, when the, the change, the change, <laughs> when the change first happens, like we're turning into the Hulk. Right. <laughs> we are. I mean, kind of. Green. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but when that happens, you know, it's just like any other, you know, habit change or, you know, you want to incorporate something different. There's a little bit of discomfort when it first starts, but 
Gosh, Ashley, I'm sure you feel the same. Like, I cannot imagine going back. Like, no. once I'm here, it's like, how do you go back? Like, that that would be hard. Yes. That would be, that would be super hard because, yes. like you said, like, I just feel like I am having so much more variety. Everything agrees with me so much better. Uh, so, you know, that makes whatever hard come up. Like it makes you forget about it pretty easily. Yes. Uh, and speaking of the course, if you think it's going to be hard, let us help you. <laughs> <laughs> we can definitely do that for you. You know, what's funny too, Katie. So I was interviewing someone last week for the podcast, which her episode will air in a little while. She's a brand new vegan and she was talking about those same struggles. She's like, you know what? It actually hasn't been that hard to switch over to plant-based eating. It's more of the pushback that I get from other people or the questions that maybe I wasn't expecting that I've been kind of challenged with. And I was like, yes, we can all relate to that. Yeah. So another common question that we wanted to clarify, and this is a big misconception is, well, isn't it expensive to be vegan or isn't it expensive to be plant-based? And I know a lot of you know, listening, that there's actually a lot of studies to back that eating a predominantly plant-based diet can actually be much more affordable than eating the standard American diet. Uh, you can save up to like, I think it was, there's one study that said $720 a year, one that said it was like around $20 or $23 a week, which of course those numbers don't add up. There are different studies, but there are definitely ways to make it incredibly affordable. So how you can answer this is, well, hey, like with any way of eating, it can be expensive depending on what you buy. And then you could also say, once you learn the basics of plant-based eating, your grocery bill can be lower than eating the standard American diet while also consisting of high quality foods. And I think it's always helpful to relate, to at least try or pretend, whatever you have to do to kind of relate to that person. Because I know I used to think eating vegan was expensive. And so when someone asks that question, you're like, you know what? I used to think that too. But then you can kind of say, oh, but I'm actually saving $5 a week or $20 a week on my grocery bill. And I can't believe it. So it's actually much more affordable than I thought. Absolutely. And, you know, especially now with like social media and everything is in the media and like you're reading like little clickbait and headlines, the plant-based foods that are in the headlines are, you know, Beyond Meat and uh, Daya and all of these uh, kind of what we call transition foods, um, which are all fantastic. They certainly hold their place. But if I'm eating nothing but, and, and this is, again, if you're standard American diet or plant-based, if I'm eating nothing but this kind of like highly processed foods and that's it, then yeah, my grocery bill is going to be high. Um, yes. But, uh, you know, for us, the majority of what we eat is, you know, fruits, vegetables, grains, nuts, seeds. Uh, that's peasant food, guys. That's <laughs> potatoes. That's beans. You know, that stuff is on the cheap, cheap. Um, hopefully it stays like that um, uh, right. when we're in crazy times. But it's definitely better than, you know, just having nothing but this uh, kind of highly processed food. So like Ashley and I, we kind of we certainly eat that in our diet, but it's not every meal. It's sprinkled, mm -hmm. it's sprinkled in uh, yep. when we can. And so no one's going to meet any more budget friendly gal than me. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, my, my, I can attest to it. My grocery bill cut in half, if not more, uh, when I went plant-based. And so you got to plan a little bit, but uh, yep. like I said, that hard 
gets so much easier when you start to, uh, you know, find recipes that you love and get those uh, skills under your belt and then start tasting the deliciousness. <laughs> well, it's true. And you also learn how to almost optimize your meal planning and your grocery shopping so that it is more affordable if that's something that you're wanting to do. I know when Nick and I were first together, first married, and I was going plant-based, we had to be incredibly diligent with any way that we were eating. But as we transitioned to plant-based, we're like, wow, we're actually saving more money than we ever anticipated. Mm -hmm. So I know Nick was like all for that because he's uh, definitely the, the budget person in our household. <laughs> Hi, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> so another common question or another maybe common comment is, oh, I could never go plant-based. I like meat too much, or I love bacon too much, or I love cheese too much. Now, if you're familiar with Dr. Doug Lyle, who is like a plant-based psychologist, his <laughs> response to this question, I'll never forget it because I've seen him speak a couple times. His response is, yeah, you probably can't. And like literally that's it. <laughs> I know. So sassy. <laughs> yeah, he is so sassy. But it's hilarious because, you know, when you tell yourself, oh, I can never do this or I can't do that, then yeah, you start believing that you never could do it. And there are, again, multiple ways to respond to this. Honestly, when someone tells me that, I'm just like, that's fair. You know, whatever. That's, you know, that, that's you. That's great. But another way, again, and this is relating to the person talking to you, you could say, you know what? I used to think that too. And then I tried some of the new vegan meats on the market and I was really impressed. Or I tried this new vegan recipe and I couldn't believe how delicious it was. I didn't even miss the meat. And hey, maybe you would like them too. You want to give you one or, you know, try a recipe or you may try give you, give you this product recommendation. So again, relating to the person asking, because I'm sure a lot of people who have gone plant-based or vegan, like myself, I once thought I could never live without dairy butter <laughs> or eggs or cheese. And here we are today. 10 plus years later. <laughs> this is why I love Ashley so much. Her like sunshininess is so infectious. So, you know, when the course does come out, you know, she is right there with you leading you through this course. Uh, and so, you know, I can be a little bit, I can be a little bit sassy too. So I love that. Like I thought, I thought the same thing, but you know, now things have changed. So I love that, Ashley. I think that's such good advice. Um, cause it really puts a positive spin when someone's kind of giving you some, throwing you some negativity instead of throwing it back. Like maybe I would, um, uh, <laughs> uh, you give them your sunshine back and turn it into a positive. So I'm sure that keeps people on their toes and thinking like, oh, okay, you know, yeah. and, and that's really what it's all about, right? We want to try to pull them to the dark side. We don't want to shun, we don't want to shun them. <laughs> yes, right. And that contagious enthusiasm can be really helpful, but also the sass, there's always a place for that. If we could just be yeah. a bit more like Katie and Dr. Doug Lyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is another common question is, well, haven't we evolved to eat meat and I know in the pleasure trap, they talk about this a fair amount about evolution and how we eat or how we ate. So a common response to this could be, well, the question isn't whether humans have in the past relied on meat to survive, because I'm sure they're worse that that did. The question is whether there's any clear benefit to eating meat today, because we can get everything we need from plants, which is better for our health. It's better for the planet. And it's better for the animals. So that's, I think, I, I remember reading that response somewhere and I was like, wow, that's pretty profound because I like that it challenged. Well, the question isn't whether we evolved to eat meat, it's whether there's any benefit to eating meat now. I mean, look at our grocery stores. There's so much abundance in our stores. 
that it just really isn't necessary. So, yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Actually, it reminds me of two what? podcast episodes. That, or, or no, it wasn't a podcast episode. We're going to have to do one because we're going to have Dr. Lyle on there. But we just did I our, would love book, to. our book club. Shout out Plant Center Book Club at the end <laughs> last Friday of every month. Um, we just did the Pleasure Trap. So I highly recommend that. And they really highlight how, you know, industrialized food has really concentrated on, again, introducing processed food, fast food, and like the abundance of meat in our diet, which was not, you know, common in the last, not up until like the last couple hundred years. Uh, yeah. So like back in the day, and this reminds me of our other podcast with, um, oh gosh, Ashley, who is uh, our Dr. Herb guy? Uh, oh, Dr. Dr. Rawls. Dr. Rawls. Yeah. Uh, I'll, we'll link that in the show notes. I loved him. He talked about er, uh, herbs and uh, the benefits to food herbs and medicinal herbs. And he talks a lot about how, you know, our our kind of primal in- ancestries, you know, they ate a lot of, you know, leaves and roots and stuff like that. There wasn't a ton of meat uh, and yeah. they were thriving on that stuff. So it was fascinating those two things. So we'll link both of those in the show notes. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got to turn those arguments on their heads. Like, that's where the size comes out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on to vitamin B12. Cause that is also another common question is, well, if you have to supplement with vitamin, vitamin B12, it doesn't seem like you should be plant-based. So a common response to this is, If one supplement is the only thing standing between me and eating plant-based, then I'm going to choose plants. And then another response to this, which I'm not sure if a lot of people are familiar with this, they don't really really think about it, is that most farm animals are actually supplemented with vitamin B12. So it's actually more efficient to cut out the middleman and just go straight to the source. Because of our modern farming practices, our produce is heavily sanitized. We're just not able to get vitamin B12 like we like we used to when we were just like eating fruits, vegetables off the tree, off you know out of the ground, drinking water from streams. So we're not able to get that bacteria like we used to because that's what vitamin B12. That's where it comes from. So a lot of great, a lot of great responses there. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's one of those things that people really like don't have a good grasp of what that actually means in terms of like plant based versus standard American diet. You know, we're all, you know, deficient in America because of how we, you know, how our food system operates. So you can't get away from uh, it no matter how you eat, guys. So if you think the standard American diet is giving you everything that you need, uh, uh, maybe you're some of those lucky few, but uh, get your lab work done. You're probably, most of us are struggling with, you know, lack of fiber, omega-3s, B12, uh, vitamin D, iron, did I ever say iron? So all of of those things, uh, you know, most of us are struggling with because uh, we just, you know, our food practices have changed. So, uh, you know, we're in that time in history where now we have to we have to adapt with supplementation sometimes we just cannot get it no matter how hard we plan we just can't get it from you know our food 
Yes, right. And that's something that we talk about in the course too, is supplementing a well-planned plant-based diet. So that's really important too, is having that food first foundation and then supplementing from there. And a lot of the nutrients that Katie mentioned that people are deficient in has nothing to do with being plant-based whatsoever. And except for vitamin B12, obviously. And so I think that's something that's really helpful to know too, is that just because you're plant-based or vegan, that does not increase your risk of becoming anemic. That does not increase your risk of a vitamin D deficiency. You're going to eat way more fiber and probably more omega-3s potentially depending on your diet. So there's a lot of great things there, but a well-planned plant-based diet is what we start with. That's the foundation. And then we build off that depending on what your body needs. Yeah. Okay. But actually I encourage that we plan, no, that you plan no matter how you eat, yep. that you're that you're planning not just for taste, but for nutrition as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's a good little in intuitive eating uh, combo. <laughs> All right. So last main questions, and we'll, we'll go to some listener questions, is maybe you're at a friend's house or maybe you're home for the holidays and someone asks you, well, can't you just have a bite or can't you just have meat this once or come on, just have a cheat day. It's fine. So a common response to this could be, well, I could, so I, I could eat the meat or I could eat the dairy, but I really don't want to. Thank you very much. <laughs> but that want piece is what's so important. It's not that you can or can't eat those foods. I mean, anyone can eat any foods, even even foods you're allergic to. You could, you can eat technically, but you don't want to because you know the damage that's going to have on your body. And that goes for eating plant-based. It's a little bit different obviously, but it's a want. It's not a, I can't. And that's the same with like the cheat day example, explaining that, well, you know what? I, I'm not on a diet or following any strict rules. It's something that I want to do. I don't have the desire to eat that or to eat meat or to eat the cheese plate and explaining that. In fact, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast. Someone had asked me recently, they're like, do you ever just want to cheat? And I'm like, cheat doesn't even like cross my mind. I have no desire to eat any of those foods and I'm, I don't feel restricted at all. In fact, many people who go plant-based and maybe you can relate to this, a lot of us feel like just freedom from going plant-based because maybe we're recovering from a health ailment or we just physically feel better or we're sleeping better. And so there's this feeling of freedom versus feeling restricted, which is really a powerful place to be. It's like, it's like the cheat days don't exist anymore. Like, you know, you're like some diets, you're like, oh, I just got to make it to Sunday, my cheat day. And then I can, yep. you know, then I can just, uh, you know, gorge myself and, and then I can get through the next, you know, seven days. Uh, but it's like, you know, when you have that food freedom, you take that away. You can eat whatever you want when you give yourself permission to decide that I can, I choose to eat what I choose to eat. Yeah. Uh, and it's so liberating. And especially for those of us who have lived under the the strong arm of diet culture for decades, uh, speaking from personal experience, um, it's it's such a nice feeling. Yeah. Yep. It really is. So, Katie, let's go to some listener questions, which we kind of compiled and not rewrote, but like just adjusted the wording a little bit. So let's start. We're going to go through three of those and answer those for you. Yeah, so it's something that we're starting where, uh, and we have a link and uh, we're including a link with every show notes. So we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear feedback. We want to hear 
what guests you want to hear or what guests you want to see on, but also we want to see, you know, what, what can we help you with? What are you struggling with? What can we answer for you? What other digital content can we provide for you? So anything, we have a form that you can just click on super, super duper easy. Uh, that is just a Google form that you can fill out and let us know because we want to hear from you. We want to engage with you. We stress this on the podcast as well as on social media is why don't we talk about what do I eat in a day? So very popular on social media. It's like, you know, sometimes it's just influencers. Sometimes it's even dietitians or nutritionists where they're like, or a lot of fitness people like this is what I eat in a day. Uh, and so we don't like that very much. We like to say, uh, you know, we like to give you guys examples of what we prepare for ourselves in terms of like, you know, meal by meal. But Ashley, why don't we like that process? Mm. <laughs> so the one thing that I have found is, and this is just from other people kind of sharing how they feel when they watch those or from what I've read from like professionals recommending that people don't do it is because it can make someone feel bad about first the current way that they're eating and it can just because someone is eating a certain way in a day and looks a certain way doesn't mean that if you eat that way, you are going to look that way. And so it can be a little confusing watching that like, oh, if I eat this way, then I'm going to look like this person. But that really isn't the case. And we all have different needs and we all have access to different types of food. So the way one person might be eating, you may not have access to some of those foods. You may not even like some of those foods. And so as fun and inspirational as they can be, sometimes it can also it can actually do more harm than good and feeling like you have to kind of follow these rigid rules that this person is Uh to quote, like, look a certain way, especially with social media, it's very image driven. So I'm, if I rely on those images, so like, let's say this person is very fit, they're in, you know, they're very skinny. And so we take that as healthy. And so therefore, whatever they eat is causing them to be healthy. And so that's what I should do for my body. Uh, and so that is a very slippery slope where we, in, we are equating thinness with health. Uh, and you have no idea uh, what is going on internally with them. Uh, and so I think that can be really, really dangerous. And then it, especially when it comes to like, you know, where they're like literally sitting down and showing you their plate. Uh, I've seen like very little, tiny little portions. Uh, and so that gets into, okay, well, they're having one little piece of fish or they're just having broccoli or, you know, uh, and so that's what my portion size should be. And that's, you know, that's also a, a slippery slope. So everybody yeah. knows actually she's like hitting the gym, right? So uh, <laughs> she's, she's got to work on those traps. <laughs> oh, gosh, guys, I give her such a hard time. You're hilarious. Uh, but, you know, she's got to feed those traps, right? So her portion size may be different than yours. Uh, yeah. And that's okay, because she needs to, you know, fuel her body for her activity level. So I think that's another thing that gets a little bit slippery when it comes to you know, what I eat in a day, because I think it just has this underlying tone of like, this is what I eat. So this is therefore what you should eat. Yeah. Yep. And to be honest, posting even just my meals on social media every once in a while, just for inspiration, 
ish. I will get comments of like, wow, I would be so hungry after eating that. That's not very much. Or I can't believe you eat that much. You know, that's so much food. And it, it, she gets ha- both. It's so funny <laughs> that you get both. Yep. And the, you can't win guys. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it's just, it's so dependent on the day. You know, how I eat is dependent on my body and what it needs. And so it's hard when you're looking at someone else, you're like, wow, they eat so much or wow, they're not hardly eating at all. You know, again, it's highly dependent on you and what your body needs. And so that's really important to keep that in mind as well. And you don't know how that person's day is going. Like you said, how how much they're eating beforehand. There's a lot of variables and factors involved that we just don't know because Instagram is just a highlight reel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's a good point for, for Ashley, uh, you know, especially for Ashley's Instagram, you know, when we are highlighting a meal, it's just, it's just that it's just to give ideas on what you guys can make. It's not saying you should have, this is what you should have every day, or this is what you should have to be healthy. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So another thing that we're completely forgetting about actually is taste, right? So I've had clients come to me and they're like, so worried. And we may have mentioned this on the podcast before. They're like, I know you're going to make me eat kale and I really don't want to, but I'm ready now. I'm ready to eat it. I'm like, you do not have to eat kale. If you don't want to eat kale. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, So that totally takes out, you know, the taste factor factor that, you know, we're equating like, oh, in order to be healthy, I have to drink kale every morning. And that's just not the case. Uh, So, you know, we want to, we want to, you know, we want you guys to look forward to what you're eating as well. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's part of the reason our meal plan is so flexible too, is like, you do not have to follow it exactly as is. We leave so much room for flexibility. In fact, as we were writing, I'm like, is this too much room? But I feel like there's a good enough foundation for people who want to follow things exactly. And then a ton of flexibility for people who want to be fluid and do what they want. So a lot of, uh, the best of both worlds. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I can't wait. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Um, so another question that we get is, why do we, they kind of wanted our opinion, why do we think that most people nowadays are going plant-based? And I think it was so fascinating that they asked this because we just did a post on social media uh, and <laughs> actually, it's kind of funny, we'll, we'll we'll send a link, I won't spoil it, um, but we got a lot of reactions. And so Ashley was kind of doing this, you know, mass question of like, why, what's your top three reasons for going plant-based? And they were pretty, they were pretty consistent. Um, so there was probably three main reasons. Number one, I think, uh, and I haven't tallied it exactly, was health, health reasons. So yeah. better digestion, more longevity, prevent or reverse chronic disease. Uh, they feel better. They have more energy. Uh, the list goes on and on. So health, I think, is number one. Uh, number two was for animal activism. Uh, so to prevent as much cruelty and killing as, as possible. So I was really, I wasn't surprised, but uh, I was kind of because, you know, it was just interesting to see kind of a cross section of our audience. Um, and so we talked, we talked so much about kind of the health aspects. And so uh, I was kind of proud that uh, people have so many they're very passionate about uh, animal rights and, and taking care of our furry friends. Yes. Um, and then number three, for sure, was environmental reasons. So trying to limit our carbon footprint as much as possible, um, limiting our plastic, that kind of thing. So I think those are the those were the big three that I noticed. There was one other one that I wanted to mention that was really important, and that was to annoy their elderly relatives, which I thought was <laughs> 
Sass points. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was great. It was so it was amazing reading through those comments. It was so cool to see everyone's answers. And then I, I loved the sass. <laughs> there was lots of sass. So we'll link that so you guys can go watch it. It's, yeah. Uh, we, got, we got a lot of responses. So it was really interesting to yeah, see. It was yeah. great. Our Instagram community is just phenomenal. So oh, if you're part so of it, we, we appreciate you. Oh. So All right. Good. Last one. Last one, and I thought this was really interesting. Um, so it kind of goes like they kind of wanted, uh, this person really wanted to kind of understand our audience. So why or what do we think drives most people's food choices? Meaning like when you're like literally in the moment, either at the grocery store, at the refrigerator, um, or like meal planning, what is driving you to make those decisions? Um, which was like a real thinker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For you listening, if you're driving, walking at the grocery store, uh, meal prepping, I know a lot of people do different things while they're listening. It's a good, it's a good question to reflect on. And we had mentioned on the podcast, maybe this is where this is coming from a couple, I don't know if it was a few weeks ago, it's probably a while ago now about how the ultimate goal with your food choices is to choose foods that honor your health and honor your taste buds. So marrying the two of those. And that's really an intuitive eating principle is really trying to choose foods that make you feel good, honor your body, uh, are nutrient dense, but then also taste really good. Because if you have one without the other, then that's where things can get a little tricky. So when I was reflecting on this question personally, I was thinking of those two things because that's always what pops into my head. But I will say affordability is a big one. Like I'm definitely one to just double check prices. And then I would say convenience a little bit every once in a while is one. I mean, we do meal prep every single week, so there isn't a whole lot of convenience there. But I will say I do like to buy like uh, there there are these gluten free vegan rice and bean burritos that you can get in the freezer section. And I do like having those on hand just every once in a while. If I'm not feeling my meal prep or I need a little extra something during the day, it's something that I can heat up really easily and have as a snack or a, a tiny meal. Yeah. And that's so funny because Ashley and I are a little bit different. So like definitely budget drives, at least for me, budget drives, uh, probably that's number one. Uh, and then, you know, convenience because I'm always on the go and I hate, capitalize, hate uh, <laughs> cooking. <laughs> and that's no matter what, plant-based, standard American yeah. diet. I'm just like, oh, I wish I could be doing anything else with this. Um, but uh, it's gotten so much easier over the years. And uh, some of the recipes in the meal plan are my go-tos because I don't the need to think about it. They're so easy. They're so convenient. They're so quick and they're so darn delicious. <laughs> just like PB and chia seeds, PB and J, I will just shout it till my death, Ashley. Uh, but it's like, you know, it's like four or five ingredients, like two steps. Uh, yeah. And I can, I can do it literally blindfolded with one hand tied behind my back. And so for me, I just don't, I'm just not one of those people that like gets enjoyment out of cooking. And so, you know, for me, that is what drives me. Now, taste, you know, that may be number one for a lot of people. And so I love that you mentioned that, that kind of sharing that harmony, Ashley, because kind of going back to the way I was eating before, mac and cheese mm. that was my that was my jam right and so that definitely fit the taste part because i loved it how it would go down <laughs> going down was a plus uh but did i feel good afterward 
Absolutely not. There was no healthful, joyous anything happening, uh, you know, 30 minutes after I ate. Uh, so, you know, I think that's a good rule of thumb to try to, you know, marry that balance is like, okay, am I getting it for both of those reasons? Yep. Yeah. No, I think that's really fantastic. I remember the mac and cheese, Katie, from way back when. <laughs> yeah. so. I, I, was, I was keeping craft and business back then, baby. Yep. yep. <laughs> and obviously there are other factors that drive food choices like access, availability, even cultural familiarity. That's one. Mm, yeah. So there's there's a lot of different ways out there. But I, I would challenge you to kind of reflect on what drives your per personal food choices. Uh, for those of you who are at the grocery store, you can think about it right now as you're shopping for food. So <laughs> it's always something good to keep in mind because it kind of just, again, helps you dig deeper into why you choose the foods that you do. Yeah. And, and you can just question it. I don't really think there's a right or wrong answer. Yeah, you know, no. I mm -mm. think you can, it just gives, it just kind of opens the door to kind of question like, you know, why I make the decisions that I do. And is there anything that I can, you know, maybe tweak to yep. make my life easier or, uh, you know, align with my goals better. Yep. Uh, so I think that's, it's, you know, Ashley and I are always questioning, questioning, questioning. Yes, we are. <laughs> Katie, I love doing these podcasts with you. I feel like we need to do more I of them. <laughs> we said we were going to do a short one, guys. We've been recording for 50 minutes. <laughs> I know. We're like, okay, we'll just keep this about 20 minutes. No, never. Not with the two of us. Oh, so <laughs> again, we appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Again, our new one-month meal plan is down below, so you can check that out. We are just excited for you to check it out and give us feedback if you would like to. Um, if you want to buy it, that would be great too. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So please leave us a comment, question, feedback. Uh, happy anniversaries. We'd love that. Yes. Uh, tell us. Uh, Mitch said I had a goofy laugh, so tell Ashley something goofy about her. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel so left out, or <laughs> so she doesn't feel left out. I did feel left out. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he gushed on you for about two minutes and then threw me a bone. <laughs> Aww, he was so great. Oh my goodness, we love you, Mitch. We hope yes. you're having fun meal prepping right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Katie, I'll check it later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.